Welcome back, Power Collectors. Quick update on Comic Connect video games. Hopefully this will be a short podcast under 30 minutes. It looks like there's not a whole lot to talk about. But I did want to mention a major change that you may or may not be aware of. Comic Connect had uh, been working with Jeff Maza for quite a while during the well, you can call it the pandemic bubble, the bull run, the uh, amazing last 20 months we've had in video games. And um, he was highly respected within the hobby community for bringing graded video games to Comic Connect's auction platform. And you can check that out at ComicConnect.com. And they have a preview of the next auction coming up. Jeff Maza, if you haven't heard, has moved over to Golden Auctions. So he's no longer with Comic Connect, and we believe that he was there up through the last video game auction, which went off, I think, a couple weeks ago. Today's mid-April 2022. Tax day is actually in a couple days. Finally finished mine. Hope you're finishing up your taxes. Hope to do a episode on that soon. But I wanted to go over the email that came out today from... Comic Connect. It begins with greetings, gamers. And it says the market still keeps growing. We're standing side by side with fans and collectors. We're still going to be supporting graded video games. And we have an event auction coming up, number 50, that's going to include Pulps, Comics, VHS, Beta, video games. And at the bottom, it's it's a call for consignments. If you're new to the hobby, consignments are basically where you send in your collectibles to one of the auction houses such as heritage comic link comic connect and golden and they sell it for you even though they don't own them they would be paying you out later sometimes it can take up to a month or two to get paid out because it's a consignment process consignment basically means the company doing the transaction doesn't really own the item so you are basically um, the owner of the item until it gets successfully paid for. But after that, probably I'm almost thinking it's it's a done deal, unlike maybe eBay or Amazon or Walmart or Target or wherever else you shop where you can actually get a charge back within six months if you're a seller. There's all kinds of things that can happen. Returns, partial returns, adjustments, um item not as described and then the worst thing you know the worst thing in the process that can happen as a seller is a chargeback and that's where suddenly you turn on your computer and something you sold months ago just got debited from your account and there's nothing you can really do about that in that case ebay amazon or whoever the marketplace is will usually try and fight that for you but um when you consign something to an auction house, from what I understand, this is all my opinion. I have yet to consign anything. I'm in the process of negotiating with uh, Golden and Heritage. Probably going to go with Heritage if we can make a deal. So I, I actually haven't gotten paid through consignment. I have sold a few games via the make offer option on Heritage. Where someone makes an offer, then you send your game into Texas. They take care of the rest, but you get paid out way later. Whereas if you sell a game on eBay, you usually get paid out immediately as long as the buyer pays. So that's what consigning is. So basically, the people that work at the auction houses are really running the show because they're constantly 
taking on new games from collectors and, you know, taking photos, writing up descriptions, organizing them, um, logistics, warehousing them, etc., and getting ready for auctions, after which they have to handle all the paperwork, the shipping invoices, you know, insuring carriers and all that, sales taxes, if you will. And that's another thing that can be removed if you're a seller that's doing this for a profit. Hit me up if you want to start buying on Comic Connect, Comic Link, Heritage and Golden tax-free, as well as eBay and Amazon. I'm tax-free on all those platforms. It's just one or two pages of paperwork on your setup. So now that Jeff is gone, they're looking for consignments in video games, both graded and ungraded, quote-unquote. It also says our team regularly works with grading companies, which is interesting. That might imply, Vincent, I know one of the owners of Metropolis Comic Connect has probably got one of the highest level relationships with CGC on the planet. I would assume this sentence right here that says we regularly work with various grading companies means and taking in more games every day means we are getting ready to submit to CGC. So bring us your raw games as well. And that's another thing I'm negotiating with Heritage is you can actually send in raw games to Heritage. I do not know if you can do that with Link or Golden yet, but as of today, as of this email 11 hours ago, it looks like you can send raw games to Comic Connect. And based on my experience, this is my opinion, I would probably send in anything comic-based, superhero-based, maybe even movie-based to Comic Connect for CGC if you just want a hands-off process. So you basically just send, clean up the raw game, send it in, and, and forget about it. And then, you know, maybe six months, eight months down the road, you get paid out after they get it back from the grading house, probably CGC in this case. They throw it up at the next big auction. I mean, that's going to take several months right there. The buyer pays, and then you get paid out after all the fees and all that. So it also says we can help you bring your games to market and help you earn cash for your collection. I do know that Vincent buys collections hands down in comic books. I've talked to them about video games and sports cards. It seems like they are interested in possibly buying collections or parts of collections for sports cards and comic books. I mean, um, video games as well as comic books, maybe other collectibles, I'm not sure. They're calling video games a new field of collectibles and they're saying reach out to Henry Verona. So I wanted to just do a quick little stalking on Henry Verona to figure out who's running the show. From what I understand, his last update on LinkedIn is I am now the social media manager of Comic Connect. But if you look at his Twitter, on August 30th, he changed. This is late last year, though. So this is a while ago. A while ago, let's say six months ago, he changed all his branding on social media to HAV and comics or figurines. So you can find him on Instagram, personal Henry R. Verona, comic book, HAV comics, collectibles, HAV figures, Twitter, HRV comics, and YouTube, HRV comics. I looked at his YouTube, he doesn't have any videos, and his Instagram seemed pretty thin. There was only two posts on the comics side and on the figure side, maybe a page. 
So I'm not exactly sure what's going on here. I'm just speculating that he's running video games for now as they look for somebody. So probably the best way to contact him if you want to consign pieces is henryv at cometconnect.com. And if you are bold like me, I prefer starting relationships with a phone call. And definitely if there's an issue, I recommend picking up the phone. Like I remember someone uh, consigned a duck hunt to Golden and they hadn't gotten paid out for a month because the buyer was also a consigner trying to take um, sales out of the system into the buying side. So that's something also some of the auction houses can offer you. Have you done that before? Are you one of those people that sends in tons of games and you always have a, a positive balance that you can spend out on auctions to bid for? That's one of the benefits for being a consigner as opposed to a buyer and a seller. Um, if you're a buyer and seller on Amazon, eBay, whatever, you're going to have separate transactions. I guess at Heritage and maybe even Comic Connect or Golden, you can actually credit some of your wins against either future sales or past sales based on consignments. So if you have an issue or you want to meet Henry, you can dial 888-779-7377. Again, 888-779-7377, extension 110. So there you have it. Henry is the video game guy, at least for auction number 50 at Comic Connect. And you can click on the email or go to the website and click on the auction preview right on the home page at comicconnect.com. And if it doesn't filter it down on the left-hand side, you can filter that by video games. And really all we have is 16 games. I guess they just wanted to get something up into the meta so that uh, we know that they're still alive because in Clubhouse, a lot of us have been talking, wondering who's going to replace Jeff and if they are going to continue to auction stuff since Discord today even said that uh, Certified Link looked really weak on PC. And the assumption there was, or at least a lot of the comments were that now that Heritage has opened up VGA, Comic Certified Link, Comic Link is looking thin because the assumption is a lot of consigners moved their pieces over to Heritage. And speaking of Heritage, you can go to the auction schedule and you can look out at a lot of auctions besides Signature. There's a tons of games that are up right now live for um, Modern and the next couple of themed auctions. So I'm seeing VGA all over the place. But at Comic Connects Preview, there's really only one VGA. It's a foreign game. And then there's one DS. So there's only that one modern switch. So I guess we can quickly go through these and then we're probably done with this episode. The first game is probably the best game. It's a Sega Game Gear Shinobi VGA 85 silver label, not uncirculated. So it is brand new and sealed. Um, should I click into this game? Why not? It's the best one. So starting bid is a dollar at Comic Connect, whereas Golden these days, they want the... I actually was talking to them as a consigner, and they want items that are $1,000 or more. So that's one benefit with Comic Connect. Um, let's look at the description. There's a 10% buyer's premium. So that's another thing to keep an eye on when you're bidding at Comic Connect. From what I understand, some items have a buyer's premium, but not all. The 16 games that are up on the auction number 50, it looks like 12 of them have a 10% buyer's premium and four of them have a 15% buyer's premium. So if you're new to the hobby, 
If you're new to the collectibles auction houses, buyer's premium is a basically a fee added to your invoice after you make a win. After your highest bidder, you're going to pay that buyer's premium on top of that. And then on top of that, depending on which auction house, you might have a line item for shipping. At Golden, there will be one for handling. At all of the auction houses that I know, you're going to have a sales tax line item based on where you ship that to. I think five states are tax-free, or you can set up no sales tax if you're a dealer or you're buying and selling for a profit and you have a state uh, permit or certificate, you can set that up with the auction houses as well. And then there's also going to be a charge, usually two to three percent that you can avoid if you do not use credit card. But if you pay by check or cashier or crypto or whatever, I've never done that. But I know for check that'll add some time so you're you're you know you're going to be saving some money but you're going to be spending some time because the check will have to clear and of course a couple days in transit and you have to make sure that they know you're sending the check so you don't get a late invoice and all that so that's something to keep in mind if you're new to the auction game on the buy side you can eliminate two of the line items again by setting up no sales tax hit me up on the dms if you want uh, me to walk you through that and then paying by check or maybe crypto, bank wire, et cetera, and voiding the credit card fee. You can also just use a bank uh, account at Heritage. Just put in your routing number and account number. That works as well. That's what I've been doing recently. So besides the Sega Game Gear, there's no real exciting heavy. There are some cardboard pieces. Um, is there anything that catches my eye? I don't know. I'll just do a rundown of the cardboard. Romance of the Three Kingdoms, NES, WADA 85A. 96A++, GBA, Spider-Man 2, Black Bass. I don't know about that game. Pac-Man, Game Boy Color. That's okay. 85A+, nice ceiling grade. NFL, Madden, 99 N64, 94A+, Madden 96, 55B+. This auction doesn't really look so good in the beginning. Hopefully, they're going to get better pieces. A 7-0 Mickey's Ultimate Challenge SNES. That's the low grade. 808 plus Killer Instinct. I don't know. Is there a lot of those out there? You tell me. Real M SNES. Never even heard of that. 92A. The one that catches my eye is Minecraft. It's a Switch. Peggy, I do believe. Let me click into this. This is a sector that I think might have potential. It's already come up quite a bit. Like made for Japan pieces have already gone 10x over the last let's say bear market, you know, over these last six months, I would say if you put your money in foreign made for Japan early, you have done very well. European, I don't know much about because there's so many variations. There's German, there's UK, there's Australian. If you consider that European, that might be Asian. I don't even know. Then there's Middle Eastern. So I don't really know which region is going to, you know, pay off the most. I would assume PAL, and then you've got to break it down to probably Germany, maybe UK, maybe Spanish, who knows? I don't know. It would be basically where you've got the most collectors. So if it was Game Boy, I know Germany is going to have a ton of Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. And of course, of course, Game Boy Original and Color are going to be more desired. Uh, one other thing to notice about Comic Connect, they place a label on each slab. I don't know if that's an internal tracking barcode. And um, if you look at the back of the Switch Minecraft, you can see that label. 
So when you get a game like a water slab from Comic Connect, make sure to check the bottom of the slab to peel that off if you don't want it. And you might have to clean that up a little bit. I think it's some sort of internal inventory control sticker for Comic Connect in Metropolis. It says the title, the grade, and then it has a, a different type of barcode. So this particular piece is a single UPC barcode Minecraft. I don't know if it's first print, but it's Peggy. So I'm guessing it came out later than America. I would assume this is not first print, but I don't know when you say first print foreign. Are you talking about first print in that region? First print around the world. I think right now in the market, when you say first print, I think it's usually going to mean American first print. Now, in some cases, Made for Japan comes out earlier. You tell me, are there European releases of any keys, heavies, or super heavies that came out in Europe first? I know there is in Japan, Zelda, SM, the true SMB2, SMB1, Tekken, Castlevania. Um, there's a couple others too. You might want to hit up Vinny. He's uh, becoming an expert on Made for Japan. He might be able to answer some questions for you if you're collecting that space. I think International has legs. I just don't know when those legs are going to start running. I think if you can get an International piece for 10% or less in the same grade in a major region like UK PAL, English PAL, uh, maybe German, definitely Japanese, I think you can't go wrong long term. That's my opinion. But short term is a question mark because we don't know if these buyers are on eBay, are they on Minus Worlds, are they on Instagram, America, Facebook, English, are they going to be able to see your game and buy it from you if you're looking to flip international short term? That's something I don't know. Most of my, um, I get questions every day from abroad, a lot from Germany. Most of that traffic comes through Instagram as far as like German collectors looking at stuff on my eBay. And if they know and they're smart, they'll try to go through Instagram. You know, shipping, VAT, everybody will ask you to declare a lower value. Um, there's a lot of headaches with international, but I would say that if you're talking uh, cardboard, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, you might be able to, you know, spark up some really good relationships for really hardcore collectors abroad. So that's interesting, the Minecraft International. And again, it's a UK version. It says game card and has Peggy 7 in the bottom, which means I think ages 7 and up. The other VGA piece was Mega Man Battle Network 5 Double Team. I don't know much about Mega Man and an 85 plus on a modern. I don't know. That's not for me um cubert great game 8.5 a plus red box dragon ball z battle 22 there's so many of those out there guitar hero that's probably the last thing to talk about project gotham racing 2 xbox 96a that's pretty cool the guitar hero if you're new to the hobby great title one of the all-time best sellers incredible franchise probably going to be a good long-term play assuming these kids grow up and get into slab collecting we don't know that that's what you're speculating on and what you're looking for you really have to be an expert to see it on the front the colors are a little different on the front but from what i understand the difference on the back is a part number which has to do with activision taking over the franchise and 
the actual publisher red octane oh wada wada printed on the front of the label so this is easy right below guitaro says made printed in usat rating and then it says comma with part number so in this case you're looking for no part number and this is not no part number which means it's not first print i don't know if it's second or third because there's also a packing with the guitar and i don't understand why packings aren't early it seems like packings come early but maybe not maybe this is a second print all i can say is it's not a first print because it has the part number on the water label or if you do your homework and you zoom into the back which i suggest for anything you're bidding on anything you're buying anything you're looking at always read everything on the back look at the qualifiers look at the grade notes make sure there's no cracks mold uh fading and anything like that and if there is adjust your bids make sure you figure out if it's uncirculated raw uncirculated um off the shelf out of a case pack all that stuff's going to be on the back look at your copyright date your part numbers on modern upc barcodes so on guitar hero you're looking for a upc barcode that tells you it's not the pack end and then right above red octane ink in the first sentence below the uh uh system requirement boxes you're gonna see part number blah 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 that i do believe uh dan gomez the new head of research at wada called an activision part number so his expertise really is he knows what the part number means and i do believe he said in the podcast with josh and matt which i highly recommend if you're into modern warfare 2 and titles like that is that the first digits match the barcode i do believe so UPC barcodes in America, you're going to have the first six digits refer to the manufacturer or the publisher when you're talking about video games. And then the last six digits are going to be that product. So when we say product, we're not talking about the title. We're not talking about Guitar Hero across the board. We're talking about that specific print run. So I do believe it's really hard to see this. I'm zoomed in on my PC on a 32-inch monitor. I see 95 zero zero three zero and then i see part number nine fives it looks like the same so i think dad is absolutely right i think the first six digits of the part number above red octane are basically the last six digits of the upc barcode which tells you what product it is and then there's a dot and then there's like a 206 207 whatever and then the us um Modern Warfare 2 had a 206 versus a 207. So generally, if you're talking about numbers, the higher numbers later, right? That's not going to tell you what first print is. But if you have two copies and you're comparing two copies, you can tell, well, this one came after this one. And it's just it's just like that with error corrections. Same thing. If an error was corrected, the error is going to be earlier. So you can't always tell what's first print. But if you do a little bit of homework, it's pretty easy to tell this came later. And if it came later... It can't be a first print, right? So I'll leave you with that wisdom. Welcome again, Dan, to WADA. And thank you for helping the hobby all these years, building a database that you're going to share with us on the Pop Report drop when we go dynamic. I cannot wait. I'm so excited to click on all those plus symbols on Xbox 360 and PS2. I'm going to be looking at all the variants for those modern consoles because I think those two are really the heavies when it comes down to modern quote unquote there's just enough 
scarcity on high mint sealed first prints on those consoles and there's millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of copies out there because these consoles got played into the ground which you know me i'm always thinking about the demand side so when are these people going to come into money that grew up with xbox 360 and ps2 i think that's going to be the next wave i don't think it's going to be switch or ds or um xbox one or ps4 i think uh you got a lot of speculation there but as far as organic nostalgic this is all my opinion organic nostalgic demand when people hit 40 years old maybe they bought their house they got married they had kids they settled down now they have a bank account now they have means they got a job they got a career they're five eight years into their career they have a 401k you know they got a mortgage but they've got equity in the home they're 40, 43, 45, and they're buying back their childhood. That's what powered sports cards, Pokemon, video games, etc. during the pandemic. Um, people were with their kids, pulling stuff out of the closet. It was all powered by nostalgia, but people had money in the bank. And that's the difference. That's the difference between that bubble and a lot of bubbles I've seen in sports cards, which were powered by debt or speculation. So... If you grew up with the PS2 or Xbox 360, you did not play the NES. You never slammed cartridges into a console. You never walked into a smoky arcade like me. Um, your gaming experience is completely different. You probably never played Game & Watch. You know, um, you know, who knows if you did things like mini golf or pinball or foosball or stuff like this. You know, stuff that we grew up with, the OGs. You know, cardboard may not even exist. Maybe you know about it, but it doesn't pull that heartstring of nostalgia. So that's why I'm so pumped with modern and especially the free modern variant database that's dropped alongside of the pop report that we can see for free all around the world. Just click on the plus symbol, do a little bit of research. You can do your percentages and say, wow, this first print security strip is eight times shorter than the other variants or you know, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to come down to ratios and 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 hopefully post some social media that says this first print is like, you know, makes up 10 percent of the population, whatever. And you might be surprised. You might be surprised when you compare that to SMB one hang tabs or um, Zelda's or whatever, which we think are the shortest first prints on the planet. You know, how short is Guitar Hero one and nine eight? You know, I don't know. I really am dying to know how many non-part numbers no part numbers are there out there in 9698 a plus or above i'm guessing it's a really small percentage compared to the perception that thinks oh there's millions and millions of uh ps2 guitar heroes out there when you look at the front of the game you don't look at the back you don't look at the part number i really think the perception is actually warped because there's millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of cases of modern games but I'm 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 begging to differ that that warehouse down there that Bobby's running doesn't have many first print cases. I know he doesn't have any Guitar Hero. I've contacted multiple times, and um, on the other on the other titles, I doubt any of that is a first print, decent, mainstream, heavy, or good, great game. I really doubt it. So you know we're dry as far as I'm concerned.
you know, when I say that, I'm talking about 9.6A plus and above. I'm not talking about 9.0 first print B plus ceiling on a uh, a Guitar Hero or a Modern Warfare or a God of War or whatever. I'm talking about 9.6A plus or above modern first print. So think about that. Think about what the next generation. We saw N64 blow up. Then we saw Game Boy blow up. Then we saw a little bit of, you know, a little bit of FOMO on Game Gear. But we haven't really seen that organic FOMO take place for people that actually grew up with the consoles and are dropping, you know, four, five, six figures regularly at the weeklies. We don't see that yet. And I, I, you know, my, my speculation is that these are kids. They're in their 20s, 25, 30. They don't have a lot of money. They don't have a six-figure bankroll to go buy God of War, Guitar Hill, or 988 across the board and, you know, go buy Halo, Fortnite, and all these. They don't really have that type of deep pocket yet. So I think we have a bright future if we have that organic, nostalgic bull run come in through platforms, which I think will be like Xbox 360, PS2, uh, maybe some of the others that WADA just announced. So good luck bidding at Certified Link, which just opened, Comic Connect, which will be opening soon, Heritage Weekly, which will go off in a couple days, and Happy Easter tomorrow, as well as have fun with this next signature in uh, about five or six days, next Friday and Saturday. And make sure to hit us up on Clubhouse if you want free education and knowledge. You don't need an invite. Simply download the app, click on video games, and you're in. No pictures, no DMs. It's just talk or listen and chat. And we're going to be uh, on Clubhouse probably Tuesday night, Thursday night, Friday, and Saturday. It's going to be a busy week. Play life like a video game.